All right, welcome back to hashtag Ask Livlean TV solo round. This time, just questions for Jess. <laughs> Brad's not here and I miss him already, I do. But uh, we've been struggling a little bit to get um, babysitting for the kids. So he's gonna take care of the kids while I answer you guys' questions this week and we'll kind of flip flop. We are so dedicated to providing you guys with this content week after week because we know how much you love it. We love your comments in the section down below and that encourages us to keep going even though sometimes it is a struggle when you have two little kids like we do. So hopefully you understand why we're gonna be like taking turns on days that we don't have a babysitter around. But yeah, let's jump into the questions. So I asked you on Insta story specifically for questions for Jess. So asking me anything that you want to know. Love your guys' comments in the section below. Keep talking to us because that really encourages us to keep going with the kind of content you like. So make sure to leave us a comment down below if you're enjoying these videos. So let's jump right into the questions. I collected these from InstaStory this morning. You guys are so fast with the questions. I really appreciate it. And some of you use the priority hashtag. So I'm gonna answer those ones first. The priority hashtag was hashtag fatburn and three of you guys remembered to use it. So I'm gonna get to your questions first. Ashbagley15, have you ever used cryotherapy slash infrared sauna for muscle recovery? I personally have not. So I don't really have much to say about that. My go-to recovery things are foam rolling, eating enough protein and calories, and sleeping well. Another one with a hashtag, this one is from Spinty81. Can an experienced lifter burn fat and build muscle simultaneously? Yes, and I do think that even a non-experienced lifter can do so. I used to think that burning fat and building muscle were two separate things and that you had to do one at a time, but that's actually really not true. What I've learned over the years is that when you focus on building and sustaining a lean physique, you are essentially building muscle and burning fat at the same time. And that's what I do, that's what I recommend for everyone is to instead of like going through a bulk phase and then a cut phase, is just consistently work towards the same goal of having that lean physique. And when you're working towards a lean physique, it's not just about calories, there's so many pieces of the picture, you have to be lifting in order to create lean muscle and you have to be eating right in order not to gain any more excess fat than you want and to be able to sustain your energy needs. It's like eating right and building muscle by, you know, not necessarily, like I don't wanna say you have to lift, like lifting isn't the only way to build muscle, but working out in a way that will stimulate muscle growth. So it's not only like weightlifting, you can do a lot of body weight stuff that helps you build muscle too. Like for example, push-ups is a muscle building exercise, but it's not weightlifting, it's body weight. So in a nutshell, yes, an experienced lifter can do that, but I even think a newbie can do that too. I think everyone can do it. Third one with the hashtag fat burn is from Rosalind KT. What are your go-to basic breakfast, lunch, and dinners and snacks if you were in fat loss? Whether I'm in fat loss or not, they're basically the same. So my go-to meals would not change if my goal was muscle building versus fat loss. What would change is the portion sizes. So I think you guys, some of you may know this already, what my go-tos are for breakfast. It's almost always like an egg scramble or omelet, some kind of like egg meal in the morning because eggs are high in protein, really easy to make. And so that is like usually my go-to breakfast. For lunch, I'm sure it's no surprise, it's a big ass salad almost every single day. I never get sick of them because I'm always making them differently, different ingredients, 
chopping them up, keeping them creative and interesting, and I just love the gut salad. Then when it comes to dinners, there's a lot more variety. Like, um, it's always some sort of protein and vegetable kind of meal, but it could really vary from like a soup to a stir fry to a lettuce wrap to a plate of meat, vegetables, potatoes, something like that. So dinners are all kind of all over the place. They're a lot more creative than my other meals, but they're like I said, they don't change that much structurally. It always has a protein source, a carb source, and a vegetable-like nutrient source. And then as far as snacks, almost every day I'm having a smoothie um, and or I might snack on like fruit, nuts, stuff like that throughout the day. And I might like munch on a little dark chocolate or something here and there. But to answer your fat loss question, if my goal became fat loss, I would e be eating all the same things, but just smaller portions of each of the ingredients in the meals, right? So my breakfast would be the same meal, but just a little smaller. And that's how I would approach a weight loss goal. Okay, T Mazone BJM, do I track the raw or cooked ingredients in my macros? It kind of depends. I mean, ideally you'd wanna track everything raw, but sometimes we can't because if you didn't cook the meal or if you're going to a restaurant or something, you don't know what the chef was using. The only information you have is what's cooked. So you can do a little bit of both and that's what I do too. When I'm cooking for myself, I track things raw. When I'm eating out or eating at a friend's house or whatever, I just estimate and eyeball and kind of like get a sense of how much things are and also kind of go intuitively, just kind of on how you feel. Like if you're still hungry, you can eat a little more. If you're overly stuffed and maybe you ate too much, like you can use these intuitive kind of signals in times that you can't control everything. And I really think it's important that you guys know you don't have to be a control freak to live lean. You can kind of estimate and eyeball things and still be going in the right direction on your journey. So I hope that that's clear to everyone that I don't measure, track, and obsess over amounts of everything I eat. It's a lot about eyeballing. Even when I am cooking for myself, I'm not doing a whole lot of weight scale measuring anymore. When you are in transformation mode, and especially if you're frustrated and you're not seeing the progress, that's when the weighing and measuring becomes more crucial and more important for you. So if I were at a place with my body where I was stuck and I was trying to get to a goal that I'm not getting to, and no matter how good I am at eyeballing stuff, it's just not happening, that's when I would get out the spreadsheets, start tracking things, and just dive deeper, and that's what we call dialing in your nutrition. So you can count things both raw or cooked in order to figure out your nutrition needs and goals and everything, but ideally in a perfect world, you would be measuring everything raw. Abby Lopez 42, any tips for post leg day soreness other than foam rolling? Yes, um, my number one tip is to actually exercise again. And I know this is counterintuitive because the first thing you think is I need to rest more because I'm so sore, but moving your body and getting some blood flow back into those muscles is gonna help you feel better and it will help keep your consistency going. You don't have to do the exact same leg workout that you just did, right? That would be crazy, but just do a couple of body weight squats, do some lunges, go for a walk, you know, do like gentle, exercises for your legs and that will help you feel better. You'll notice after the blood gets moving and you get active again that the soreness is more bearable. So definitely do that. It's just a common misconception that soreness means you can't work out again. So I would say definitely go work out again 
no matter how sore you are, it's gonna actually help you feel better. Orlinam says, do you always change your program or can you do the same program twice? Great question. So I'm actually going through Formula for Women. This is my third time now. So I did it originally when I was creating it and then I did it again after I created it, but this was back in 2015. So we're talking like four years ago and now I'm revisiting it again. So yes, you can absolutely do the same program twice. I don't recommend doing the same program twice, like back to back. Like if you had just finished it, then restarting it immediately again. I like to put at least one other program in between. Even better is to go like a whole year in between or something and then revisit it. Cause at that point you like almost barely remember it and it's kind of like brand new again. So definitely you can do programs twice. You can do them three times, four times, a dozen times, however many times you want. If you love that program, it just kind of keeps getting better and better every time you revisit it because you've learned so much from the last time you did it. Every time you do something a second or third time, it's improving because of your experience from the last time. So I highly do recommend revisiting programs, but just not immediately after finishing them. And the only reason for that is just because you risk burnout because it might get a little boring and monotonous if you do it too many times too close together. So take a little spacer in between and then yes, definitely do it again. Stella had J, uh, what type of cardio I have to choose for losing fat? I do CrossFit six days per week. Wow, CrossFit six days per week sounds like you're probably doing quite a bit of cardio because anytime your heart rate is elevated, it could be considered cardio. What I would personally do to add on to that if you feel like you're not losing as much fat as you would like is finishers at the end of your workouts. And by that, I just mean like a short duration, but high intensity um, bout of exercises that get your heart rate up. So I have lots of videos on YouTube sharing different finishers that I like. So you can just Google on Livelean TV cardio finishers and you'll find a bunch of ideas for you there. Basically picking a couple of body weight exercises and doing them in interval interval format so you have a high intensity interval and then a rest period give it your all and gas yourself and give your last bit of energy and that should help you see more fat loss you definitely don't want to overdo it so if you're doing crossfit six days a week and it's high intensity every single time that should be enough to help you see some fat loss and if you're not seeing fat loss I would recommend revisiting your nutrition and your meal plan and making sure that you're not exceeding your energy needs with your food intake. Because if you're not losing fat, it could, it's probably more related to the nutrition side of things than the exercise, depending on how much exercise and how intense and everything. So nutrition always comes first, you guys, and everyone should know that. If you're not losing fat from your workouts, it's not usually a problem with the workouts. Maybe sometimes, I don't wanna say all the time, but usually, it's more related to nutrition. People have bigger, more dramatic results when they work on their nutrition. Of course, you gotta do both, but if you're struggling, nutrition first, and then take a look at your workouts. From Jess Morrison 10, how has Kyla adjusted to having a baby brother take away some of the attention? That's so cute, thank you for asking. She's actually adjusted great, you guys. There has not been a lot of jealousy going on. Um, she's been a really awesome big sister and I feel like she takes that job really seriously. She has books about being a big sister and she kisses him, she tries to hold him, she tries to help uh, throw his dirty diapers away and do all the big sister duties. So it's, it's been really cute and really fun um, for her having a younger brother. So she's 
she's really happy about it and they're adorable together. She loves like snuggling in her crib with him. It's been really awesome. Couple more questions here. So the next one is from Amaryllis Langley. Langley, I'm terrible with your names, you guys, I'm sorry. Is exercise and meal plans the same for every woman at any age? I usually, like to kind of dispel the myth that age is a big factor when it comes to your fitness. But there are like in some ways that it does affect things. For example, um, aging women, as, as we get older, our metabolism does slow down a little bit due to a loss of muscle mass. This is just a normal part of aging. So your energy needs kind of decrease a little bit the older that you get. I mean, obviously your activity affects things. So if I were to become more active in the next 10 years, my energy needs could go up. But assuming I'm gonna maintain that same activity level I have, things are gonna go down. So that's kind of the only way that age is gonna affect things. I wouldn't have an older person eating different foods, maybe just slightly smaller portions, but it does depend on the total picture because I could have an older person who's way more active than a younger person. In that case, I would have the older person eating more than the younger person. So it does depend, but as just, you know, in general, in a general sense, that's probably the only thing I would change meal plan wise for an older woman. Exercise wise, the only things I would consider changing for an older person are maybe like lower impact or gentler versions of exercise. Like maybe I would have them doing squats instead of box jumps or something like that. I would just kind of take things down a little notch just to kind of remove some of the high impact or like crazy stuff that I might have like a 20 year old doing. But for the most part, it really is pretty much the same at every age. I mean, the basics remain the same, like the basic exercises that are good for someone my age are also good for someone twice my age. So it doesn't change as much as a lot of people think it does. I think the mindset of thinking you're too old for certain things is dangerous. So try not to think that. If you ever hear yourself saying that out loud, if you're like, I'm too old for that, just think about what you just said and try to rework that in your mind. Just see what you can do. Try to be a little bit more open to what you can or you can't do instead of just immediately putting up a wall and saying, I can't do things because of my age. So I hope that that helps you and that you will kind of like seek your fitness with more of a curiosity of like, can I do that? Instead of just immediately saying you can't. So I hope that helps answer your question. Chanel AP, how do you account for breastfeeding when calculating macros? I add 300 to 500 calories. And then I kind of just monitor just to see how it's going. Like, am I gaining more weight than I want to? Am I losing more weight than I want to? Kind of that kind of sense it out to see if that's what the energy needs really are. I find with Cody, he's like feeding more it seems like he drinks more milk even than kyla did even though at the time when i was feeding her i thought she was a booby monster i think he's even more so so i definitely feel like my energy needs are like at least what they were with kyla or even maybe more and you can tell by how exhausted you're feeling i know on days when he feeds more i feel more exhausted and i feel hungrier like i could eat more so for me it's just kind of like a trial and error experiment feel it out guesstimate kind of a thing and it's going to be interesting for me you guys to see like kind of how things slow down because i've i've been pregnant or breastfeeding now for three years consistently and so it's like it's probably going to feel really weird to me when that ends and i'm not either pregnant or breastfeeding because i already i've always felt like i eat a lot like you guys know compared to most women so many women that i coach and train they're all like 
eating 1500, 1800 calories. And I'm over here like, oh, 2,500, <laughs> but, um, which I feel like is a lot. And it takes a lot of effort to eat that much food because you have to cook and prepare a lot of food. So I think it'll be kind of nice in a way to have my energy needs drop down a little bit. But at the same time, I don't know. I want like, as soon as the kids are off to school, I want to train more and I want to like hit the gym harder. So that will make my energy needs go up a little bit. So it's always a game of trial and error and just kind of monitor monitoring. I can't talk today, but monitoring your results and seeing if what you're doing is giving you the outcome that you want. So just like you guys, I am still an experiment in my own body and I'm always testing and trialing things and seeing what the outcome is. So hopefully that helps you whether you're breastfeeding or not. It's the same answer for everyone. Horsley Crystal, do you use a dry brush for cellulite? And if so, what kind of brush would you recommend? I actually just bought a dry brush like a month ago. So it's funny that you asked that because up until then I was not using one. I haven't used one like my whole life I haven't until just like a month ago I bought it. And to be honest, since then I've only used it maybe like four times cause I just forget to do it. But for me, it's not really for cellulite. It's just basically for skin. Um, I find it like helps uh, exfoliate a layer of skin which removes some dry skin and then helps your skin feel like softer and, and fresher. So I don't consider it like a cellulite tool but I do like it for smoothing your skin, especially like knees and elbows and places like that. Um, my go-to strategies for cellulite, as you guys know, if you've bought my programs, like I have in Formula X, a cellulite guide, you know what my tips are for cellulite, basically comes down to lifting, building muscle in the butt and leg area, and then also, you know, nutrition, so fat loss. All right, for YouTube, you guys, that is it for you. I have one more question that I'm gonna save for the podcast only. Thank you guys so much for participating in this episode and for those of you who watched the last video and used the special hashtag to get priority to your questions. I'll see you guys at the next video. Thanks for watching and keep living lean. All right, podcast, let's dive into this final question. This one is from Jayvid. Do you know of good vegetarian recipes for weight loss? So yes, I do have a couple of recipes that are favorites of mine that are vegetarian. Like one that comes to mind is a vegan mac and cheese recipe, you guys, so good. It's like a butternut squash base for the sauce, no cheese at all. And then the substitute for pasta is zucchini. So that's a really good recipe that can be found in our teamlivelean.com recipe database. Another favorite of mine that comes to mind is this black bean burger recipe that I included in the Live Lean Way bulk recipe cookbook because I like to make big batches of it and then save it for later. So those are two of my favorite vegetarian recipes. And like I said in the episode, if you've listened to the rest of this, is that when it comes to weight loss or weight gain, it's not necessarily about using different foods, it's just about using more or less of those foods. So I would use the same healthy, delicious, nutritious recipes that I always use, but I would make sure that the portion sizes fit within my calorie needs on my weight loss deficit goal. So hopefully that's getting into your head by now that whether your goal is weight loss or whether your goal is muscle build, it's not that your diet's gonna look completely night and day different. Like you're eating junk food if you wanna gain weight and health food if you wanna lose weight. It's not, it doesn't have to be like that. You can have a balance of eating all the foods that you like, all of your favorites, some unhealthy foods or whatever you classify as unhealthy, but mostly nutritious and really satisfying, really vibrant foods. And then when your goal is to lose weight, 
you just kind of shave off some of the portion sizes. And if you want to put on more muscle, more of those nutritious foods in larger portion sizes. So that is basically the theme of the show today. And I hope that that will really help you when it comes to deciding what and how much to eat. Your first plan of action should always be to nourish your body, provide all the necessary vitamins, nutrients, and macros that it takes to create a really phenomenal body. And then you can decide on your portion sizes based on what kind of uh, body weight change you wanna see. So I hope you really enjoyed this episode with just Jess. <laughs> if you did, leave us a comment. If you wanna see us back together again, let us know, but we are doing our best and it all depends on whether we are lucky enough to get some babysitting or not. So um, make sure that you rate and review this podcast. And if you watched on YouTube, make sure to leave us a comment there too and let us know what was your favorite part. We love the engagement from you guys and that's what encourages us to keep going and producing the kind of content that really helps you live lean. So we'll see you at the next episode. Thank you for listening and keep living lean.